Hey everyone, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast and today me and my co-host Brandon are going to cover how to monetize on YouTube. Let's go. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, how's it going? I'm doing amazing, man. How are you doing? Yeah, do you know what, mate? Good. Yeah, it's... um. I've had, a, I've had a rough week, I'm not going to lie. I've had two migraines and I've been to the hospital Oof. for a dying family member. But yeah, Oof. apart from that, mate, yeah, it's been a great week. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry good. about your migraines. It's no good whatsoever. Do you know what? I never used to suffer with them. I don't know if it's getting old or getting fat. I'm not quite sure which one it is, but the migraines are coming a lot thicker and faster than what they used to. Oof. But obviously no one's really asked, are they? <laughs> so um, YouTube... You absolutely loved YouTube, and you went very hard, very fast on it, didn't you? Um, yeah. Why? Because, man, I, I just I felt like on Facebook I was kind of spinning my wheels in a sense because I'd make a post, and then that post would get a lot of comments, but then after like day, it would just disappear. No one would see that amazing post, and it would just kind of just like I said disappear. And with YouTube. It is very search oriented. And so as you get a lot of views, that kind of helps that video do even better over the long term. And in doing so, every day, every month, I'm getting a paycheck for that post or that video in a sense. Versus on Facebook, I really don't get that. I mean, sure, I can go on Facebook and refresh the post by commenting on someone else's comments. But with with YouTube, I don't really don't need to do that. And so that's why I love YouTube because it is more search search oriented versus Facebook and Instagram and TikTok are more disruptive marketing and they disappear after 24 hours. And uh, you spent all that time on that piece of content that no one sees again. Yeah, it's hundred percent. It's definitely like the, and you know, I ignored YouTube at my peril. Like one big one of my biggest regrets as a marketer is not starting YouTube when I got told to. Yeah. Because um, I'd be so fair, so much further down the line than what I am. Don't get me wrong, I'm making money on YouTube, but I'm not I'm not yet monetized. Um, which is which is a good it's not good that I'm not monetized, but it's good that I can still make money without being monetized. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's obviously a big bonus. But yeah, the difference is you say like you can create a video and it can pay you for it can pay you for months compared to, as you say, that hamster wheel of Facebook, which is, it gets you the spike income, doesn't it? But it do, you've just got to keep staying on the hamster wheel all the time, putting out the content, managing those comments. You can outsource it, but what I find when you outsource on Facebook, is like it it loses its personality, doesn't it? Like the person, like the conversation, everything. Like it's just water, a watered-down version of you, so people can't connect yeah. as well. Whereas right. YouTube, it, it's, it's so like, it's so hands hands on but hands off isn't it like once it's done it's like it's it's, it's set and forget it's evergreen isn't it now for you you went and posted like everyone says like oh try and get one one a day or three a week later like, start didn't you do two a day at one point and don't you <laughs> still try and get two done um it depends so i yes i was doing two a day to get um get monetized and boy, is it taxing because thinking of different topics and all sorts of different things on 
uh, just editing video. Uh, and like we said, you can definitely outsource it, um, but it can, can kind of lose that uh, appeal. But you also have to think that there are people out there that are much better than you at editing, uh, at sound quality, uh, and a lot of things. And I mean, there's a bunch of times where my sound is way too low and I just didn't think about it. And if I hired someone to do it, they could definitely do that. But then you you really have to just see, see where your priorities are. Um, are you more focused on growing a YouTube channel or you're trying to make it uh, more professional and you have the, the outside sources or funds to actually fund that pro kind of development? Um, but I think just starting out, you really should try and do it all yourself just because you do want to kind of find your piece or your niche in the market. And we'll discuss more about that in a little bit, but I think it's kind of important to um, one, know the requirements for getting monetized on Facebook and not necessarily, uh, I mean, you do to be actually monetized where you're getting paid by Google AdSense. There are requirements, but just like you said, you don't need to be monetized to make money on Facebook. You can, or on YouTube, you can actually make money through a bunch of different ways. So first let's talk about uh, the requirements to get monetized. And then we'll talk about other ways you can be monetized on uh, YouTube and what you like, what you're doing on how you can actually do that. So the requirements to get actually up, the minimum requirements to actually get monetized on YouTube where you're getting paid through ads is 4,000 hours of watch time, uh, 4,000 hours within 12 months, and then at least 1,000 subscribers. And for me, I, I had the 1,000 subscribers, but to get the 4,000 hours of watch time took a little bit longer because my videos were much shorter. And so uh, that's kind of was my hurdle in a sense. But there are a lot of people that say do um, video uh, music uh, playlists in a sense, where it's like the best gym uh, uh, workout songs to listen to. And so people will listen to those for hours where they go to the gym, but they don't have that thousand subscribers. So uh, you do need to have both. And then you need to apply to uh, YouTube to get monetized. And once you've been accepted, then you'll actually notice a kind of uptick in your traffic because obviously YouTube wants to be paid. Um, so if they're selling advertisements on your YouTube channel, they're going to send more traffic to you because you're monetized for them, but you're also monetized for yourself. But you make, you're not monetized, but you still make money on YouTube. How does that work? So, obviously, because I've, I've got my courses, obviously, I've got the Passive Buddies community, haven't I? So, like, so I've got courses, I've got, like, some affiliate marketing stuff going on. Obviously, I, I deal with software, like, between the agency and, the, like, the coaching and, like, helping other people make money online. Like, I, I come across so many different things like, in terms of softwares that I use or different programs that I've developed from and stuff like that. And when I put together, like, for instance, there was a series that I've done um, I recorded quite a few videos on ClickFunnels um, yep. because obviously it's it's just so easy to use. There is better funnel building softwares out there, but for a beginner, like ClickFunnels is just so ridiculously easy. Um, I know obviously you like go high level and that is, yeah. I, do you know what? I logged on to go high level and I wanted that. What was, what was that last part? <laughs> I logged on to go high level and I basically just scratched me. I was like, oh, I was like, this is just not as easy. <laughs> but so the automation like, is incredible. 
Yeah. Just like anything. I mean, it just, it's like riding a bike, right? Like you probably just, when you first started ClickFunnels, you didn't know uh, how to add an element. You didn't know how to attach your uh, autoresponder to it or set up an affiliate program through it. So just like anything, there is training wheels and there's a lot of resources online. We have um, a playlist in our um, uh, YouTube that goes over how to use high level, um, just like you have a playlist on how to um, use ClickFunnels. Uh, both are amazing software um, and it just depends on kind of your take. What I really got me started on high level is the ability to sell it as a service where you can white label it and then put your own name on it and then sell it to other people as if you owned it. And I really loved about that. So uh, people take their their videos and they create content around that particular topic or that particular software um, in the hopes that people sign up by learning through their training and then they get uh, affiliate commissions or um, they get people just sign up for their program like the Passive Buddies where people can come to your YouTube channel, learn something, see your link and then sign up for your course. Yeah, so what we've done is like we we we've done that in terms of like obviously we've done the done the free trainings about ClickFunnels or or Right Sonic. Those two are my biggest sort of affiliate commissions is from Right Sonic, which is an AI copywriter, and ClickFunnels. Um, and what we do, which is slightly different to some of the or quite a lot of the affiliate marketers out there, is like we all know like the money's in the list, isn't it? Yeah. So it's about like getting that list. So not only am I getting the commissions from ClickFunnels, et cetera, or write Sonic when they sign up through my link is I'm making them go through an opt-in page first, which allows me to get their email and then give them a ton of bonuses for using my link. So I'm giving them more value compared to like, when you look at some product reviews, it's just like, yeah, there's a link below. Yeah. There's a link right. below, but we're trying to develop not just cash short term, but like long-term relationships that will obviously help them and then feed us at the same time. So between Passive Buddies, which obviously we promote the free Facebook group quite a lot on the YouTube channel, just like we do at the back end of the podcast, um, like obviously we drive people into there, into the Facebook group, and obviously we we help them, whether it's softwares, whether it's courses, et cetera, there. And the same with the, the affiliate stuff. So it's all about growing that list and then sending them somewhere. But yeah, I'm not monetized yet. But yeah, you make money on YouTube. And I think it's important too, because a lot of like, I'm not big on reading a post on Facebook. I don't really spend, I mean, I might read the top section and comments on it just to uh, feed the algorithm. But uh, I, I spend a lot more time on YouTube because I can uh, speed up the, the it's speed up. controller and watch it and listen to it much more quickly. And so I, I find that YouTube is better for me, but you know, I think you, you should go where your audience is. And, and that's, what's so important about picking a niche because I know we talked about it earlier and, um, and I think episode 17, where we talked about a blue ocean versus a red ocean, but I was listening to a, uh, kind of the story of, uh, Jake Tran who has, I think now 1.1 million, uh, you, uh, subscribers on his podcast. And he was talking about how he tried so many different things. He tried copying uh, other personalities on YouTube. He tried uh, doing all these different things, but he realized he was kind of in a red ocean. And so it's important to pick a niche in what you're trying to do, but not copy everyone else because 
if someone sees a YouTube video that has the same thumbnail and the same everything, but it has you know 100,000 views versus 10 views, you're probably 90%, 90% of the time going to pick the one that has many more views because obviously more people are interested in that and nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. And so how did you pick your niche and uh, on YouTube or how do you get started in picking a niche? So mine was all about like, like I was, obviously because I was in the digital marketing space anyway, um, obviously I've got, I've got the agency, I've got the coaching. So and I was serv- servicing mainly like coaches and helping people obviously sell online, like make money online, whether it's through sales, whether it's through marketing. It was like, it was all geared around that. And it was like, so in terms of like marketing strategies. So that was like pillar one was like the marketing strategy because it's obviously what I've lived and breathed for the last like five, like five, six, seven years. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, that's what I do every single day. I can talk about it like all day. We make to get super, super bored because obviously it's just all I like to talk about. Um, and then it was like, right, okay, well, just marketing strategies alone is not, it's not going to sell. I was like, but and then it was the case of well i'm constantly helping businesses make money online and then so it moved so we joined that second pillar was like make money online and through obviously marketing strategies and then the attractiveness although to be fair mate not gonna lie inspiration from yourself um about passive income i was like i was like because at some some stages in my career i had to hustle like a bitch and i was like I was like, Brandon sat there on holiday every single time. Every time I'm like feeling down, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, Facebook is beating me with a stick. Brandon's like, he's got his feet off. He's chilling out. He's near the pool. He's throwing books everywhere. He's like, he's just, he's loving it. I'm like, right, okay. I was like, so it's like, how to make money online through passive income sources with marketing strategies. And it was basically, and that's how I built it through what I do, what I've learned what's attractive and what I help people do. And then obviously what's attractive to everybody, which is make money for as little work as possible. Right. And that's how I got there. That's, that's, that's actually amazing. And thank you for uh, the little, the little shout out there. That's really touching. Uh, but yeah. And if you guys don't know, uh, we talked about it in episode 17, where I was um, learning about traffic secrets and I was by a pool and I took the book of traffic secrets and I said, um, I forget what exactly I said, but I ended up throwing the book in the pool and saying it wasn't a great book because in my own opinion, I mean, if and I think we talked about this earlier in a different podcast, but it is a really great book if you're just starting to learn. But if you've already read the first two books of um, expert secrets and um, dot com secrets, then you'll definitely be already uh, introduced into traffic secrets. I feel like it's just a um, an extension of that with a little bit of um, marketing in the different types of platforms there are. So I definitely think that um, that's a great way to set yourself up is by really creating your own niche market, just like you uh, created, which is pretty amazing. And it's for me, how I kind of grew that a little bit more is I think that you can utilize YouTube on different platforms by taking your, I guess, valuable content that people are searching for and post it on these other mediums. Um, For instance, I started recently doing this is getting into Twitter and Reddit because Twitter, Twitter is very heavy in the crypto space. 
versus say Facebook or even LinkedIn, not at all. But a lot of people are on Twitter talking about uh, YouTube or talking about cryptocurrency. So whenever I do a video, I do kind of post it on Twitter and then I uh, tag to that particular cryptocurrency or uh, influencer or whatever that is. And so I've been doing that actually, I did that yesterday with um, Reddit is there was a a um, news article where they said Coinbase, if it goes bankrupt, they can seize all your crypto that is being held. And uh, I made a YouTube video saying, get your get your crypto out of Coinbase because you could lose it all. And so I posted that on the Reddit on Coinbase, uh, the subreddit there, and it didn't got a lot of views right off the bat. And so using multiple platforms to post your content, I think is a great strategy to get quicker or closer to being monetized on Facebook or on YouTube and using that as a, uh, I mean, obviously you can make ways, uh, make more money other ways like super fans and going live and all these other things once you're monetized. But there are, just like you, there are ways to post affiliate links, to get people on your email list. So there is not one way to skin the cat. You can make so many ways, you can make money so many different ways on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Reddit, on all these different platforms. So I think it's definitely important to to know your platform. Uh, And that's why I said uh, Traffic Secrets is uh, maybe not a great book for me, but if you're someone who is uh, just getting started, definitely check out the Passive Buddies uh, course, their group, and also make sure that you uh, check out that book because it could be a good uh, opportunity for you to learn the different platforms. So um, what are some other ways that you feel that you can get monetized quicker on Facebook? I said talking about posting content on different platforms to bring people from one platform to your uh, YouTube channel, but I know there are a lot of different other ways. What are some ways that you've actually learned on how to get people to subscribe to your channel? So what I've done, like, obviously, for me, like, in terms of growing mine, um, I've, I've definitely used the whole put it put your content in front of other people. So when we do a YouTube, tra- like, a YouTube training, we do a walkthrough, usually, like, it's a how-to, X, Y, or Z. So we, we again, we leverage Facebook. It's like, who wants a free training on X? And then when they reply, we send them to the YouTube video. So we're getting more views. And it works out we get if we just leave YouTube alone to do its own, like its own SEO search and obviously the longer term play, if we wrap the content around it, so like Facebook, Instagram, any reels, et cetera, to push like, hey, who wants this free training? Comment below. And yeah. then obviously we'll give them the YouTube link. That's how we're growing a bit quicker. Um, and it grows. And in terms of views, it's probably like 6x. Like if we wrap wow. the content around compared to if we just let YouTube, like YouTube yeah. will let our video find its own thing and it'll take off eventually. But we're just giving it a bit of a helping hand um, yeah. to, to push those views up and get that watch time, etc. Um, so wrapping that content around one of them. Um, asking for always, like, people are distracted all the time, aren't they? Like, even when they're watching a video, they're distracted. So even, like, you have to tell them to do it, do do something. So, and it, it's not like the, the case of the stupid. It's just obviously they've got that many different things, like, coming at them. Like, even if you just say, hey, 
don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you found it useful. Just smash that like button, all those type of things. Like just doing that increases your chances of getting a subscriber. Um, and that's obviously one one big one. Asking for it, use leveraging your email list to drive people to it. So obviously, people are coming onto your email list for other things. Send them the free training on YouTube. That's another one. I've ran Google Ads and tested Google Ads as well um, to get my subscription up. Um, and that's worked really, really well. Um, I think I was getting a subscriber for about two two pound. So it's about like two dollars seventy-ish for a subscriber, which is isn't too bad. Um they've they've been like the the main ways I've sort of grown mine. What about you? Because you like how long did it take you to get monetized? Like from start to hitting that number. Um, um you were posting twice a day, but what else were you doing? Yeah, so I when I I had a YouTube channel for quite a bit and I was doing I wasn't really trying to get monetized. I think I was just kind of learning the platform for a little bit. And I, I forgot I told my friend Tari, I said, you know what, I'm gonna get monetized now. I'm gonna definitely go balls to the walls in a sense and try and get monetized. And so I think it took me about three months really pushing hard to get monetized. And it was mostly, I think I had like 800 subscribers at that point, um, but I had only like a thousand hours of watch time. And so I really had to crank up that watch time. And as I, as you, once you get monetized, those views become, and we talked about this earlier in the podcast, come more frequently and more eyeballs are coming, especially now. Um, I've been kind of switching up how I do my content and I've gotten a lot more views when I post a new uh, topic. So that's exciting, but there are other ways. I mean, I see uh, a lot of these um, financial gurus or um, these people that do scam calls, not that they're scamming people, but they expose scammers. And so they do a lot of collaborations and they'll mention each other on their, their, their podcasts or not their podcast, but on their YouTube channel, they'll say, you know, I just was talking to um, Tom Nash and or Tom Nash will be saying, I just talked to Spencer and blah, blah, blah. And they'll mention each other on their podcast. And then they'll have like little cards that link other people, other people's um, YouTube channel to on their own YouTube channel, which is kind of nice because a lot of people watch more than one influencer, just like a lot of people watch eat at different restaurants that are similar types of food. So you're not taking anything away from uh, someone else by having them be shouted out. I think that's funny. And I see this a lot in the, the Facebook spaces. Everyone has their own group, but they don't want other people to contribute to the group because they think they're going to be taking away um something from them. And so, and that's why I was so excited to do a podcast and join as a co-host because we're not taking anything from each other. We're actually bringing more value to the audience. And so doing collaborations on YouTube is a great way to um, build your podcast. To go back to Jack Tran, um, he failed a bunch of times in his journey as a YouTuber. And now he does these amazing documentaries. And it wasn't until he made a documentary about Graham Stephan and talks about how he blew up on YouTube and then sent it to him where then Graham Stephan was like, Hey, this is a great video. I'm going to post it on my own YouTube, um, to show you guys kind of my, his own story. And that allowed him to blow up. So, uh, doing collaborations have helped. I haven't, I've, 
I think I've done some podcasts and some videos with people. I've done uh, a video with Spencer Cornelia, um, who has over, I think he's at about 500,000 uh, views right now. But, you know, doing collaborations really helps. Um, just being consistent, creating cards where it's just like subscribe at the very end. And I think we talked about this earlier where you ask people and to kind of go a little bit deeper on that, people are like, for me, I'm learning all the time on YouTube, learning different topics and I'll be super into, you know, a video and I won't even think of subscribing until they actually mention it because it doesn't even cross my mind because I have to be reminded uh, to subscribe because I'm so much into what they're talking about. I just subscribing just doesn't even come into context. So, uh, like you said, asking for subscribers is a, a definitely a good way to, to, to do that. Yeah, as you say, like obviously there's there's so many different ways, like even from the content that you create. Like I know you said you you found it of like hard, like a hard slug to do like two videos a day and, and like think about that content. Um like what was your tactic there? Did you go like keyword search based content content or did you go try and go viral content? Keyword, um, because I, most of my videos are like how to do this, um, how to do that. I think I actually have a um so I have it on this page right here. No, um, so a lot of topics that I'm interested in too. Um, so like some of the video games that I'm into, Townstar, um, some of the recent how to bridge your crypto over to a different exchange. Uh, one of my uh, best doing, uh, best, I guess, performing videos was how to withdraw your crypto from Qcoin to the bank. And I, that's getting like, I want to say it's over 100,000 views. And nice. you can't actually withdraw directly from uh, Qcoin to your bank. So I actually showed people how to uh, withdraw it from Qcoin to another exchange and then re remove it from your bank. But even then people are like, you're not showing us how to do it or you can't like, and people complain all the time, but you like, there's no possible way. And if you listen, like, like in my pin comment, um, someone said like, you could have just said that you can't do it on this and saved everyone eight minutes. And I was like, you're right. I could have, but then people would complain it's too short. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, you, you just have to, you're going to have people that complain regardless of what you do on YouTube but it is just uh, the name of the game. But uh, yeah, I typically just do more keyword research. Uh, as time goes on, you be get a bigger audience and you get more views. It doesn't really need to be as more as keyword research because you have the views to make kind of all your videos go viral in a sense. Once you kind of get to that 100,000 subscriber mark, I just see people do like very short topics um, with like, like I'm leaving and none of that is going to be SEO compatible. Like I'm leaving is such a vague term, but since they have the following, um, they're going to get a lot of views, which is going to keep that in that kind of discovery phase of the YouTube algorithm. So it's kind of like for the first I would say 100,000 subscribers, you do should be posting kind of searchable topics so that you do build that subscriber list. And then from there, uh, you can kind of just post whatever you want and 
it does pretty well. So in terms of like obviously like the, the little hacks or we've said about consistency, is there anything sort of like something that you go like you mentioned pink comments before, like like how much does that help or not help, or is that just a thing or like like those little type of hacks, like just to give you that extra one percent, like what have you found? Um, so I just started pinning my own uh, comments. I used to pin other people's comments just to give like an extra little tip um, to people. Uh, if someone said something, I'd pin that. But now I'm just posting my uh, my website link. Uh, say, if you want to learn more, go to blah, 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 blah. And so I find that if it's not there, then no one's going to... It increases the chances in a sense because people go to comments, the comments, and if they see my pinned comment there, they're gonna click. They might click the link versus if it's not there at all, there yeah. there's no opportunity. Um, so, and I, I feel that I have made a few sales from doing that recently. So, I mean, I should have probably done that earlier. And I use a tool called do I still have? I called um, TubeBuddy, and I think one of the like kind of checklists in a sense, is to have a pinned comment. They do have other things, like obviously you want to have a good thumbnail uh, that is easy to understand and read and kind of breaks down the topic, but has some kind of curiosity in there. They do have other things like um, obviously adding kind of searchable topics in the, um, the tags so people can see how it ranks and with the tags it kind of shows you how they rank so for instance i posted a video on uh we were talking about this earlier uh coinbase bankrupt and i that's and I, that was my 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 little wording says coinbase bankrupt and i as a tag i'm ranked two for is coinbase safe and so if anyone searches on youtube for is coinbase safe or is coinbase legit I'll be the second video up on there, which is nice. then giving me more views. Mm -hmm. And so, which is pretty cool if you, to say the least, um, which then gives me more ad revenue and, you know, more people see that pinned comment, which then more people go to my website, which then more people buy my product and my upsells and, you know, all that builds my email list. So there are uh, like other opportunities besides getting monetized on Facebook. And most of the time, um, unless you're like Mr. Beast or some of these other people, you're not making a lot of money from uh, some from AdSense. You're going to be making more money from the affiliate links, the email list that you can nurture and build into your own program, partnerships, uh, sponsored videos. So, I mean, I get people that are asking me to do sponsored videos now. Most of them are scams or trash, so I'm not going to respond. But um, there are some legit ones. Um, I haven't taken any of them at this moment just because I didn't believe in the project. But you're going to make a lot more money um, by not on by being monetized, but by ha growing a actual YouTube channel and having people believe in your product or believe in you rather. Yeah. So AdSense, yeah, like it, it's sort of everybody, every sort of YouTuber says it's the cherry on top. It's not. It's not your. It's not your main income source. Um, how much? Because I've heard different numbers. How much does Google take? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, right, okay. Because, like, they say, like, don't you, like, you get, like, say, for instance, you got five grand to say, like, you've earned five grand this month. Like, how much do you, like, YouTube take a percentage of that before you get it, don't you? Um, I think it's, I, I think or they... Or do you take it prior to that? I, I, I don't 
I, they it says how much I make on my uh, YouTube and it doesn't tell me how much they've made from ads. So I have no idea what they're making. I mean, they're, they're a billion trillion dollar company. And if they're paying, um, you know, Mr. Beast a few million dollars a, uh, a month, I think that um, they're making quite a bit more than what they're paying uh, their, their people or their, their influencers and their um, people on AdSense. Because the way it was sort of like one video that I've seen, the way it was sort of described is like, say for instance that you get, well, it says you've earned 50 or 5K, they say right. like 50%, so you only get like two and a half. So when you look at your dashboard, like you say you've made like 5K on AdSense um, and then in your bank, they only deposit like two and a half, like 50%. Um, so that was where the question was coming from. Um, just in case, like there's a there's a different correlation to what you, they pay you compared to what they say on your dashboard. So on my dashboard, so when I highlight your estimated revenue, mm-hmm. it says total revenue, net revenue from all Google sold ads and transactions for the selected date range and region. Estimated revenue is subject to month end uh, adjustments and does not include partnership partners sold partner served or unpaid revenue if your channel is no longer monetized. So I think that what it shows as your estimated revenue is what you're being paid um, versus what they're actually making. But I, you know, I have never actually looked at my um, bank to see if money has been deposited uh, in there to compare. So I should maybe check that out and see if, uh, and maybe do an updated video because I have no idea. Okay, that, that makes total sense. Fair enough. It's good that I was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't even check when it comes in. <laughs> I, I, I don't, actually. That's bad. I should. It, it just proves that, obviously, it, as it should be, it's not the primary source that you can say about. It's just money on top. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, just like we've said this whole episode, like there are so many ways, more ways to make money on YouTube than just being monetized, being monetized. Uh, and I know a lot of people that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers, but they don't have the monetized feature on their YouTube because they don't want the ads on there. They think it takes away from their, uh, their actual, I guess, platform in a sense, their, their, I guess, yeah, their platform. And in doing so, they are able to take on partnerships and other things where they're getting a lot more money from having those partnerships than being monetized on YouTube. Yeah. As you say, there's so many different ways and there's like, there's affiliate marketing, there's digital products, there's physical products. Like there's just so many things. Like I guarantee you, if you put, if you got yourself a t-shirt printed with the Mr. Monopoly on there, with you holding like your mustache in your hat, bet you any money you could sell that physical t-shirt and people would buy it just through your YouTube. Guaranteed. Oh yeah. And there's, I mean, there's so many, yeah. I mean, you can do print shirt on demands. Uh, they actually have a feature on YouTube where I think you can add a t-shirt or merch store on your YouTube. So it's just, it's just, just like anything, it's building a brand. And if you can build that brand, you can make quite a bit of money. Oh, definitely. So it took you three months from what, 800 subscribers to a thousand or, um, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think the subscriber was much easier. I think it was a view count that took longer just because yeah, of, was. yeah, having people watch uh, full, my, my videos were shorter. So uh, it was just taking longer versus having a lot of these longer playlists um, allows people to get 
uh, the view count, but then they might not necessarily get the subscriber count. So just, I mean, you need to have both in order to apply for monetization um, to get, start that process. Makes sense. Okay. So any final tips? Any sort of final thing about YouTube getting monetized? Should people do it? Should they not? Um, I think that it's, you'll get burnt out. I mean, I, I watch a lot of these YouTubers who they talk about burnout. Um, so don't do it as a way to retire from YouTube. Do it because you're interested in the platform or you're interested in teaching um, something or uh, putting that content out there that you're a lot, very, you're very much interested in. Because if you're just doing it to put out content, you're going to get burnt out really, really quickly. And um, I mean, I've, when I was doing it for like two videos a day, I got burnt out really quickly because it was a lot of things that I weren't interested in, like editing videos or creating new topics that might be similar to the previous topic. And so now I'm branching out just slightly and that's, and doing this podcast is uh, allowing that also more content. So it's, it's not as of a burden in a sense, because I actually enjoy what we're doing now and uh, do it to actually kind of teach people something that you are in love with because they will show in your content. Makes sense. And obviously like one thing that is like, obviously for me, like burnout is a thing and it massively, no matter what your platform is, like you will probably burn out at some point. Um, there's, there's just no sort of hiding. Like obviously as you get something up and you grow it, it like it happens because it's hard work. Anything that you start is hard work. Um my only sort of recommendation to push people more towards YouTube is like once that hard work's up and it's done, it's done. Like people can yeah. still find your YouTube videos two, three years later. You can still make money off videos you've created three years later. Whereas that post you created three years later on Facebook, unless you copy and paste it as a memory and put it back out there to test it, like you ain't making money off that post ever again after max. And I think the longest I've ever had is 30 days of postage generated me leads and I think I only ever had that twice. Um, like after a day, it's gone. Like so, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a platform to get burnt out on to start with to get it up and growing, I'd definitely rather pick YouTube because it's gonna save you a lot longer. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think that it's just you can take your content from YouTube and repurpose it on Facebook, uh, and I mean, there's lots of different softwares out there also. But yeah, I, I think that YouTube is a great way to get started. And just like we were saying earlier, I think we both wish we started a lot sooner, but it's just about getting started. Oh, 100%. Do not wait for that perfect video. Do not wait for that perfect time. Because let's face it, no one really watches your first video anyway. Just get it done, break the back of it, and then get going. Perfect, I love it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode, and I'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step by step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free Facebook group and let's connect and let's help you to get to your next steps. See you on the next episode, guys.